0: This is the Cine Snob Podcast.
1: Welcome to episode one eighty nine of the Cine Snob Podcast. I am Jared Kingery. I am Cody Viafania.
0: and I'm Jocelyn Durand.
1: Cody, back from um, the shore. Yeah, <laughs> back on back on land, on dry land. Back, um, uh, you know, getting all the sand out of all the nooks and crannies. I assume. Yeah, letting my sunburn heal. Yeah, Um, you
0: do look a little red. Mm. Yeah, your arms.
1: Yeah, yeah. you got a little bit of a farmer tan there.
2: Yeah, (laughs) you know, in seventy-five degree windy conditions, I get burned badly.
1: They say that cloudy, uh, like a cloudy day, is way worse for UV light. If Mm -hmm. you're if you're susceptible to sunburn, which I am, they say that. (laughs) Wait, you're you're susceptible to sunburn? Oh, big time. As a uh, as someone with uh, the Hispanic heritage, you That's get sunburned. That's what I told him.
0: I was like, "Don't get sunburned, you're Mexican, like me." My, I have been sunburned like, like twice in my life.
2: My complexion, I have my uh, white side is on my skin <laughs> mostly. So <laughs> it's
1: like a it's like a snake's belly. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Which is funny because my brother is the exact opposite, and my brother is like year round tan. Never burns, type of your guy. brother's
1: like a like a like a cooler version of you in that sense. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, just
2: in that sense though. Oh,
1: okay. Yeah, your brother. This is you only have one brother, right? Correct. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, your brother's pretty rad. By the way. <laughs> Thanks. Isn't he? Doesn't he like live in Brooklyn and like shoot skateboard documentaries or something? Like he's a he's a music photographer, and so he oh, shoots Jesus Christ live almighty. concerts
2: and
0: like yeah. as an actual job or.
2: No, yeah, that's his—that's his job. So okay, like, he wow.
1: fucking—he sounds like he fucking rules. Yeah,
2: so like <laughs> he goes on—he t- goes on tour with musicians and films <laughs> and films stuff.
1: And
0: how did I not know this?
1: Does he live in Brooklyn? Hmm. God, my son of a Williamsburg.
0: Yes. Oh. So he uses oh, typewriters <laughs> to communicate. Yeah.
1: Yeah, he sends Cody a, a, a typewritten letter <laughs> uh, <laughs> once a month for their correspondence.
2: Yeah, just sending like mustache wax for gifts and stuff.
1: (laughs) (laughs) He has a
0: unicycle. Yeah,
1: but his name is Zach, by the way, right? So you're Zach and Cody. Yes. Like the.
0: Oh my god! Like the sweet life. Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) Wow. You're too old for that, though, aren't you, Jocelyn?
0: Oh yeah, no, I don't know where I pulled that from.
1: But that was was that uh, that was in your wheelhouse, wasn't it, Cody? Your (laughs) age group. Or is no, that a little befo- it was after? it was a little after, okay. so we we didn't receive the brunt of
2: that. We were both like teenagers by the time. Okay, good. That was going on.
1: How come now um, those guys don't act together anymore? The Sprouse an brothers question. because I, they're it,
0: not legally obligated to anymore. Can you imagine?
2: Yeah, they don't have it's child true. labor laws to swap <laughs> them
1: out. <with> it. <laughs> well, it's like I, like,
0: do like both of them still act
2: because I thought only like one of them is super prominent. Well, one, one of them is
1: one of them is on uh, Riverdale. I think he plays Jughead. I don't know Isn't which one cool? it is. I think it's cool. Oh, I thought you were saying cool. No, Cole. They're like, like cool. Yeah. Cole. <laughs> Cole, Cole. I don't know. Scraps. I don't know. Maybe. Um, I'm I tapping remember- into
0: some weird, you know, teen knowledge that I have from Instagram. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> oh, oh. Uh, <laughs> weird. Um, is it? Is do you get those um, like those weird like reels suggestions too? Oh yeah where you like look at you like look at the search function on instagram and it's just like a bunch of like like czechoslovakian <laughs> girls like dancing to rap songs They're like what is this
0: oh, Jared? What? no what? i don't jared i don't know. i don't know what algorithms you've
1: uh... <laughs> yeah. yeah maybe maybe i've broken it but <laughs> like, mine are all riverdale like, it's like Czech women dancing to mumble rap uh It's so specific. That hashtag will get you um, exactly what you're looking for. (laughs)
0: I'm going to try it later.
1: So we do have uh, some news to talk about. Um, And uh, we didn't talk about this before the show. But um, it was confirmed this past week that Wonder Woman 1984 will be headed to HBO Max on Christmas Day. Mm -hmm. Um, The second big... A uh, big film to to have its debut on that day. Um yes. the, the other being Soul from uh, Pixar, which will premiere on Disney Plus uh, this time for free, unlike Mulan, which was an extra thirty bucks. Uh, I assume uh, both of you are interested in watching Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four. Jocelyn, did you see the first Wonder Woman?
0: Oh man, you know,
1: <laughs> so no. you know my no. thing.
0: Well, you know my thing with superhero movies in the Marvel universe and all that. I'm not this is DC. Oh, yeah. Sorry. See, that's how much I know about it. Um, and so I thought that would be a good start. I, you know, everyone was raving about it. So I watched like half of it and I was like not interested. It just like, did not no, appeal to me. Oh, that's peculiar,
1: Jocelyn. A, f- a female hero? <laughs> <laughs> no.
0: Cody thinks I'm misogynistic.
1: <laughs> I, I have receipts for that. Don't worry. Oh, well, I, I I'm curious be. about this now. <laughs>
0: oh, yeah. Well, you know, I'm... I just don't like things that are like supposed to be pro woman for woman's sake, you know, where it's like, Oh, you have to like this because you're a girl. And
1: well, it is just a wonder woman movie. I don't think it's, it's overtly. It's <laughs> no, not no, like no, that's
0: about the other thing, but that's not my oh. complaint about, about <laughs> wonder woman. I was just bored by it. I don't like movies okay. where there's like, you know, fighting and,
1: Oh boy! So you were you? It was when you were like, "Why is everybody tweeting support for Kamala Harris? Like, oh. huh? she's just a woman.
2: <laughs>
1: she's just a politician." I don't yeah. understand. What is it? I mean, so so. Which uh.
0: I mean, is that is that like the pinnacle of those movies though? Because I've heard everyone say like, if you're not into super- superhero movies, that was the one for you.
1: Wonder Woman is um, probably the the most well regarded of the yeah, DC movies. That's what I was afraid of. Um, so. <laughs>
2: but, but but you should you should know though that the DC is seen as like a second tier to Marvel. So okay. you'll probably have more luck with Marvel I would think because
1: Well, you you yeah. I mean you you're getting a different sort it's a different sort of thing. Um you know, what with HBO Max seeming to go back all in on the Snyder, Zack Snyder stuff. Yeah. Um who knows what's going to happen. But but so far the I think, honestly, so far the the two best uh, DC movies have been Wonder Woman and Birds of Prey. Um, just kind of objectively, I did like, love uh, Birds of
0: Prey though, and uh, so there you
1: go. Yeah, because it had a bunch of cursing in it um, <laughs> and cocaine. Uh, <laughs> um, yep, that's it. But then you know, like stuff like Shazam was fun. Um, you know, I don't know that it's great, but it's fun. And Aquaman was was enjoyable.
2: I, think, I never saw all of wait, Aquaman. I've started it, but I never finished it.
1: It's it's ridiculous, and it's it's such a ridiculous spectacle. Um, I think that's what's enjoyable about it. Um, it's like Patrick Wilson is the bad guy, <laughs> um, who I think he wasn't he the bad guy in Hulk. Do you remember Hulk, uh, the Ang Lee Hulk? Oh uh, man, I don't remember the villain. Yeah, with I?
0: Edward Norton.
1: Yeah, no. I'm pretty sure uh, Patrick no, Wilson. That was the, that no, no, no. Eric oh, sorry, Eric Bana. Yeah, oh, I don't know why I said yes. Um, it was the Angley. It had uh, Jennifer Connelly. It also had uh, Nick Nolte uh, with the Hulk dogs. I mean, it was not a good movie, but I'm pretty sure Patrick Wilson was the villain of that film too, in a, in a certain way. Anyway, um, so Wonder Woman 1984 is going to premiere in theaters and HBO Max on Christmas Day. Uh, so this is the f- um, this is a huge blow, I think to i don't uh,
2: see him in there it looks like josh
1: lucas oh they look identical yeah <laughs> so
0: look
1: look at look at a side by side how pat-
0: racist of you i don't think they look alike. white men
1: oh yeah they all look alike don't they jared <laughs> yeah they do uh patrick wilson uh, so was was patrick wilson in aquaman or maybe it was josh lucas <laughs> Maybe I'm mistaken.
2: <laughs> is this a is this a Dylan no, he a Dermot was a, Dermot Mulroney yeah. situation? No,
1: he was an Aquaman. He was an Aquaman. Um, so Josh Lucas, Josh Lucas is like store brand McConaughey. No, I mean that's they're very close. But yes, I, I see what you're saying. They're, yeah, I, I am racist I think that's by saying religious. all religious.
0: All... McConaughey, you know what? In a, in a category by himself, he's man.
1: No, we did uh, <laughs> to to promote my actual work here a little bit. Um, one of our anchors interviewed uh, McConaughey
0: and he was fabulous and not horrible. No, no, he was
1: no, he was no, great. But he, I mean, he's exactly, exactly who you thought, you know, just saying shit like, you know, that ain't our get along, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like just yeah. stuff, like just <laughs> ridiculous shit like that. Um, it was like a long 20 minute inter- interview about his book. Um he's like green oh, it, it's green I, mean, I see green lights ahead guys. I mean, you know. That's I, a great I, impression, it, Jared. It, it, yeah. <laughs> it's like you got red lights those mean stop, yellow <laughs> lights mean slow down, but I see they all turn to green eventually. Um,
0: I feel like he's here.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Giving I, uh, me yeah.
0: sage advice. You
2: and it, close like, your eyes and it's
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's sort of okay, yeah. Um yeah, no, he's, uh, he's like the patron saint of Austin. So apparently um, <laughs> there was actually a time... Uh, sorry, my headphones.
0: Gone. He's the minister of culture.
1: For UT and for um, Austin FC, the new football uh, soccer team. I'm not going to call it football.
0: Every time I,
2: I hear minister of culture, it sounds like a fake job. Like Oh, it 100% no, it is. You, oh. Years ago, the... Um, the uh, the Dallas Stars hockey team uh, hired uh, Brett Hall, the the ex player, and his job was ambassador of fun.
1: <laughs> well, like McConaughey, I think ambassador of culture just means like he's there because like he's always on minister the, the s- of culture. minister of culture. Excuse me.
0: It well because I think it has to do with a lot of the um, the the sort of like sermons that he gives to the players before sermons. Yeah. No, he- that's why it's called minister. <laughs>
1: Well, yeah, he, he is just always there. Like he's just on the sidelines, like in a t-shirt and an orange blazer. Um,
0: But he also like gives these like encourage, like you said, like those, you know, crazy McConaughey
1: words of wisdom. I mean, knowing, (laughs) knowing absolutely nothing about like what he's talking about, I'm sure just sort of this like. Like, I mean, he's <laughs> fucking blazed out of his mind, I assume, all the time. <laughs> he
0: sees things we don't, Jared, okay?
1: there's There was, um, fuck, what was it? There was something that happened here um, about the Longhorns. I don't remember what it was. And it was a, some sort of positive news. And one of the stations, it wasn't us, managed to catch him, like, coming out of a store downtown. And, I mean, sauced. I mean, like, clearly, like, like like, I mean, like, I mean, he was, he was shiny faced and like, like either he, he, like he was, he had been like, he went to get more booze or something. And, you know, Hey, good luck. He was walking, you know, it wasn't, he was doing, he ain't doing no one, no harm. You guys, um, but he and then he he expounded for like a good 45 seconds on whatever the fuck he was talking about. Yeah. I saw um, that he was teaching like a script to screen course
2: mm-hmm. there and it's in it's, it's dazed and confused like yeah, of course he was he's teaching a course on
1: dazed and confused. He was also doing uh I believe it was Dallas Buyers Club too.
2: Dallas Buyers uh, Club 2. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah.
0: It. <laughs> Seems like a weird Aww. yeah.
1: Everyone comes back from the dead. Man. Uh, it's a re-
0: <laughs> it's a musical. It's really Aww. strange. It's like uh Buyers <laughs> Club 2. It's like Hamlet 2. <laughs> yeah.
1: Did you ever see Hamlet 2? No. With uh Steve Coogan. It's a ter- no. it's not a great movie, but it's really fun and terrible in some ways. Uh it's he's like a a really fucked up like theater teacher and he ends up writing hamlet 2 for this like class of of delinquents to perform it's funny anyway that, that was a great detour that i Wonder sorry. Woman <laughs> yeah, Wonder yeah, Woman 1984
0: seriously?
1: Oh my god HBO Max and uh for whatever reason it will only be there for a month Yeah <laughs> cuz HBO Max has strange licensing deals this is uh, like
2: a, this is a, like out of all the blows to the theatrical system, this is one of the most devastating of them because uh, it is opening day and date, so it will be in theaters. But again, who's there, well? There's a lot of there's a lot of nerd rage right now about uh, that's a weird thing, a weird yeah, <laughs> about how they should have waited. They should wait. It should be seen in a theater. Which just you know enjoy it, enjoy it. Right? I don't.
1: I look. I. Someone was complaining about having to watch it with a watermark. Oh um, yeah. If they get a critic screener, you know, which we do all the time. Whatever, man. <laughs> um, if you want to wait till Christmas Day to watch it, you know, on HBO Max, if you have a subscription, which I think everyone has a subscription in one form or another, or you can get a free thirty day trial. So you know, it's not cost prohibitive excuse me, cost prohibitive to watch. But um, yeah, there's a weird subculture on film Twitter of people that think this is, the like, a bad thing because it should have debuted theatrically.
2: Yeah, that they should no, have waited until it was safe or whatever. Hold like it, Like Bond. Yeah, or, but, like, Black Widow, like, up till now. Who knows what's going to happen. But, but this is, I mean, this is the biggest, probably the biggest profile movie to ever debut on VOD, ever.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure, 100%. Um and you know it's going to it's not even really VOD it's just a platform. I mean yeah. I mean it's technically VOD but it's not, you know, a premium VOD I guess is what they P-Vod. call it. P-Vod.
0: They're not going to do like a Mulan where you have to have HBO and then you have to pay.
1: Mm-hmm. No, no, no. It's it's strictly just with free with wow. with HBO. Cuz they're trying me, to drive up subscribers. Yeah. Uh, but, so. And and that's the the conversation Cody and I were having uh when we we initially talked about this is how long does it take for Disney to follow suit uh, with something like black widow? Because they've the changes they've made to their structure. If you read, uh, I guess like a month ago, putting Disney plus first and foremost in entertainment, um, you know, right now you've got the biggest star Wars thing to happen in a long time in the Mandalorian on Disney plus, And you've got these, this Marvel movie in the can, that's probably not going to be a huge blockbuster in that it's about Black Widow and it's sort of a prequel to stuff that's already happened. So I, it seems like that would be the perfect thing to release straight to Disney plus for me um, because you've got this kind of untested property that is, you know, people are looking forward to it, but it's really just sort of a filler for the next thing to come along. It's kind of like uh, um, kind of like the first Ant-Man movie was. Do you remember how that came out after Avengers Age of Ultron and it was like the bridge to yeah, it was Phase the last, 4 it was, or whatever?
2: It was the last movie of Phase 2 instead phase two, of being the right. first movie of Phase 3, which is just strange.
1: Yeah, and it wasn't... I, I'm not a big fan of the first Ant-Man movie, but... Me neither.
2: Um, I still hold a grudge.
1: Oh, because of Edgar Wright not yeah. doing it? Yeah. Nah. Hmm. Nerd. Sense. Fucking nerd. Um, anyway. Um, <laughs>
0: That's so Jocelyn... the pot calling the kettle black if I've <laughs> ever heard it. Yeah,
1: look at oh, but, like, fucking behind yeah. me here. Is like... that a
0: My Buddy, by the way?
1: That is a My Buddy, it's by the way. Creeping
0: me out. <laughs> my, uh... I remember that whole commercial. <laughs> but the jingle.
1: We were, uh, I was on a manager conference call um, a couple weeks ago uh, for work. Um, and I don't turn my camera on for work stuff because... I'm not going to do that. But uh, my boss mentioned something about a my buddy. <laughs>
0: and you were like, I have one right here.
1: And, and uh, he because he joked because he knows he knows that I collect this stuff. And I said, I said, you joke. But there's one like literally right behind me. <laughs> He's like, oh, no, I figured. <laughs>
0: that's like the beginning of a horror movie for me. There's one well, it's literally right I mean, that's
1: literally me. that's literally what Chucky is based on is my buddy.
0: Yeah, I think I knew that. That's
1: terrifying. Yeah. I, I'm I'm glad you were able to pick that out. He doesn't have his hat.
0: Uh, he's huh. staring at me. How could I not? I'm
1: gonna. I'm gonna. Like, don't
0: sin- you joke about it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm have nightmares.
1: It. My my wife hates it too. So just don't worry. Uh, he doesn't have his hat, but he does. He's not the blonde one. He's the brunette. So he's yeah. not like the little Aryan baby.
0: There was know. the kid's sister, which was blonde. I thought
1: it wasn't. It's not mind buddy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, kid sister though, like because the whole point of My Buddy was to make a doll for boys. Right. Kid Sister was just another doll. That
0: was just to appease the
1: kid girls
0: sister, who wanted a My Buddy. Yeah. Kid Sister! <laughs> kid Sister and me! Um, no idea
1: you you're talking
0: Yeah, you're too young. Yeah.
1: My Buddy, so My Buddy is a, is a, is a it was what the Chucky was based off of. It's right. just a, it's basically they made a, because in the 80s it was not cool for boys to have dolls. Um, you know it was uh you had to disguise it as something mm-hmm. um in the early 80s they were uh mego dolls uh mego fi- action figures um Migos w- you ever heard of Migos? not the not the rap group <laughs> no. Migos, but uh they were Migo they were um uh, like barbie doll sized uh action figures i had a few of them i was a little too young but i had a batman one i know huh. but they had like literal clothes you could take off and put on and Mm-hmm. Um, eh. <laughs> odd things. Uh, it's, it's what it was. Well, yeah, it's what it was. Um, the I remember one was I'm,
0: terrifying too because they would like, I don't know, walk
1: around and stuff. The my buddy.
0: Yeah, wouldn't they like?
1: No, I don't only remember the kids playing with them. I don't yeah. remember like them animating the the doll. Okay,
0: okay. maybe I, it was just a nightmare I had.
1: It's um, yeah, I'm gonna. Just start sending you pictures of this, uh, <laughs> yeah. like from a from a separate like just account that I create okay. later. It's like yeah. just,
0: I'm gonna get a following from my. Yeah, seriously, oh my god, I'm, yeah, those and Cabbage Patch dolls are terrifying.
1: Oh, you weren't a fan of Cabbage Patch dolls? No,
0: they terrified me. Why? Um, I think dolls just in general. Now that so, what did you
1: have as a kid? I had a, a Cabbage
0: Patch doll, and my mother actually brought it back to me recently as a gift oh. and someone put it on my bed like as a joke because they knew it was gonna terrify me <laughs> and Who's i was like the, get it out who, of my house
1: who put it on your bed
0: i can't even remember it was either oh. i know it wasn't my mom i think it was my husband or oh. my sister but yeah no does your girls. husband have
1: does your husband have any weird like french toys that he played with <laughs> you're like like this, this is this yes. is uh <laughs> this is elodie the mouse the
0: giraffe we went to a bar downtown here in San Antonio called uh, 1919, and they have giraffes everywhere, like in the, in the bar, like it's almost like I Spy. You can count all the giraffes, and there was a Sophie La Giraffe, and he was like, "Oh my god, that's Sophie La Giraffe!" And it's like this French giraffe that they love. It's a thing. So yeah, yeah. What is and she it's doing? not. It's cute. It's not scary, like my buddy over there or Cabbage Patch Dolls.
1: What does the giraffe do?
0: It doesn't. It just squeaks. (laughs) It it doesn't do anything. (laughs) All
1: right. We've gotten really off topic here. Um, Anything else before we move on? No, I think we've sufficiently (laughs) covered all things Wonder (laughs) Woman 1984. (laughs) All right, let's go ahead and move on to reviews. Here are this week's reviews. First up, we have Run. You figured it out. Oh, yeah, just like you said. Yeah, just like I said. Night, Mom, love you.
0: Love you too, sweet tooth.
1: So, whoa, I'm sorry. Didn't mean to do that yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this is, a, this is a Hulu movie um, starring uh, Sarah Paulson, as you saw there, of course. Um, Jocelyn, why don't you tell us about Run and what you thought of it? That's why I accidentally I was ready to, uh, to, to, to take you full screen. full
0: screen. Hi. Okay. So <laughs> Run uh, is sort of kind of like a throwback Hitchcockian type of a suspense thriller. Okay. Um, it is, as you saw, Sarah Paulson is a, um, mother and she has this daughter who has all these, uh, ailments. Um, so it's a bit of the old Munchausen, uh, type of a movie where, um, you know, that's kind of like what they're leading you to believe, but then it turns out there's a few more twists and, um, it's not just as basic as the mother having, um, you know Munchausen syndrome, where she's making her daughter ill. Um, and I guess that's as much as I want to say without giving too much away. Um, I think I should mention the fact that the uh, the the acting the acting in this movie is really great. Everybody, I think most people are are, are fans of Sarah Paulson. I, I mean, I think it's hard not to be when you see her um, act; like she's amazing in everything she does, and uh, she's now. Uh, she was uh, acting opposite this newcomer who is uh, disabled in real life and just an incredible performance. I mean, she really carries the movie for most of it. Like Sarah Paulson isn't even the, the main actor in this. And um, other than one of my biggest pet peeves that happens in the movie, which is a flash forward at the end. I hate that. I, th- I think it's such a lazy narrative <laughs> device that immediately makes me like, well man, it, besides that i thought it was just such a fun suspenseful movie um and it kept me engaged the entire time
1: yeah um it's yeah um i I, it's called munchausen by proxy right right yes yeah yeah uh cody what about you what did you think of uh run
2: oh yeah so um it's it's interesting because the the uh I know that that the the plot that Jocelyn gave is is simple, and that's probably as much as we should say about it however the the way that it draws out the tension of that plot is uh is really impressive in that you know there's something to be said for a movie where you kind of know where it's going. I feel like I'm off center here. Uh, a little
1: bit. There's a movie... There's you, something... you're, you're leaning to the left just like you do politically.
2: <laughs> oh, oh, uh-huh. okay. I'll take that. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, so stupid. <laughs> uh, so there's something to be said about a movie where you kind of know where it's going, but yet the execution is like flawless. And I think what you have here is, um, you know, I, I think you can figure out where it's going for the most part. There's still some pretty shocking moments and twists and turns um, though it's not probably too far out of the realm of what you're guessing might happen, um, but it's just executed to perfection. Um, the director's name is Anish uh, Chiganti, who uh, directed. If either of you saw Searching, uh, I think it was like two years ago. It was. It was. Um, one of those movies that takes place entirely on a computer screen. Oh, yeah, um, I
1: didn't see that. That's the John Cho. Uh, yeah,
2: John Cho's uh, daughter goes missing, and he basically tries to find her. But the whole thing is, like, on a computer screen with him doing video chats and Googling things and, and trying to piece everything together. And... um and and this guy is is an incredible director, I think, um, because that movie is tense as hell. This movie is tense as hell. And and, and Jocelyn was talking a little bit about Kiara Allen, who's the actress. It's her first ever movie. She's and uh, one thing that Jocelyn uh, didn't say was that she's in a wheelchair. And um and it's kind of incredible the way that they kind of um allow that to play out as part of the plot without seeming like it's exploiting that. Um, it's, it's really kind of tastefully done, but also using, um, that disability as a source of tension. And it's a a really physical performance too, from someone, um, uh, who is disabled. And I think it's really impressive. And she's really fantastic, especially for her first film ever. Um, that was really impressive. And, you know, it's pulpy. It's, uh, it's 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 uh, kind of trashy in a way. That's uh, what
1: that was my take on it. I, I think I texted you and said it was super trashy. It,
0: it is, but but not in a in a way that
1: I would ever. No, I, discount I, I think it. it
0: gets to be trashy. I think Look, it starts I, I, off really subtle and kind of fun. Well,
1: yeah, I mean, I I don't mean that as a pejorative at all.
0: Right, right. I don't either. Yeah, I, I don't either. It's, <laughs>
2: really?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, no, it's, seriously. Yeah, okay. I mean, trashy can be fun. I mean, I think being part of that. Um, Who is the shit? I'm forgetting his name. I'm blanking. Uh, The producer, the mega producer, TV producer, always works with Sarah Paulson. Uh, Oh, Ryan Murphy. Ryan 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 Murphy. Murphy. I mean, his stuff is trashy. Right. It's it's well done, but it's it's very trashy. Yeah. I think
0: he's in a separate category, though. This isn't nearly as bad as I think Ryan Murphy gets with the. Well, with that. true,
1: but I mean, he, Sarah Paulson. I just don't want is, people
0: thinking it's going to be like that. Like no, no, no. You know, but but Sarah chopped off and all that. Sarah
1: Paulson is a very frequent collab- collaborator. Oh yeah. yeah, Ryan Murphy. Anyway, yeah. sorry, Cody. No,
0: know. no, no. It's cool.
2: So uh, yeah, I, I think just to punctuate it, I think it's a really um, it's it's it really ratchets up the tension um, and and. Uh, and, and and does keep you guessing for uh, you know like I said even though you may know the general idea of what's going to happen does uh, do enough to keep you guessing and really like I said it's a it's a familiar premise that's executed extremely well
1: yeah no I uh, I I'm, I agree I think there's um, there's a lot of. Uh you know there's a moment in the in the movie where you i think you figure out exactly what's happening and it's about probably 20 minutes into the movie mm-hmm. um you know there's a, a sp- very specific scene that i'm thinking of um that involves her looking for candy the daughter um mm-hmm. uh, Keira allen um that said i think there's there's a couple of just minor quibbles i have Um, I think there's a scene in a pharmacy that I think is (laughs) is uh, a little too ridiculous (laughs) Mm -hmm. um, in in what's happening um, to the point where that was a little laughable and kind of I I was I was afraid at that moment that that the movie was going to get derailed Um, that it recovered from that little stumble I think is 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 super great and uh you know there's there's a another great scene with um that involves a mailman uh Mm -hmm. that i won't spoil
0: favorite parts
1: that's that has an incredible amount of tension in it um again i you know i don't think any of this is really a surprise where it's going yeah um
0: are you talking about the one at the beginning the very like short one
1: no, no, no! I'm oh, talking okay. about the the sort of middle of the movie.
0: See, I loved the scene with the postman at the beginning, with the when the mail arrives.
1: Yeah, no, that the, the,
0: like, oh my gosh, talk about like just doing, you know, so much with so little. Like, no, I swear. yeah, I guess
1: N- uh, yeah. I mean, the, there's um, there's a lot of good stuff in this movie, and uh, it's a it's a it like Cody said, it's it's very trashy, it's very pulpy. Um, Sarah Paulson is. You know, she's not playing a caricature, yeah. but she is very much um, kind of, un- you know, subtly unhinged. Man, when unhinged. she loses
0: it, though, oh, it's so yeah. good. Yeah. Um, she really keeps it under wraps for it, the majority of the movie. Kind also, of like... Also, one,
2: th- one thing about it is that it's kind of nasty. Like, it's kind of like a fucked up movie. <laughs> like, and I appreciated, like, how how like like nasty it gets without being mean spirited you know well
1: and you know and, and like Jocelyn mentioned the flash forward that she was not fond of that's yeah. a very nasty ending mm-hmm. um it kind of reminds me of the ending of um in- invisible man if you i know you saw yeah. like 30, you yeah. <laughs> yeah just like a like a, a horrible nastiness um to it uh, but you know and that's i think that's keeping in the spirit of the rest of the movie but i i was i was genuinely surprised by how much i liked this um, because it didn't, you know, like I said, there's one, the one moment in the pharmacy that I thought it was kind of faltering a little bit. Um, you know, it, it recovered from that very well and and really, really impressed me. Uh, Grades, Jocelyn.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, I think all around, it was really enjoyable to watch. The performances were excellent. The story uh, was well done. And even that flash forward, I'm willing to kind of. Look the other way. I guess you can say I'm going to give it a B plus.
1: B plus, Cody.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think that the one thing I didn't say about it was how much fun it was to watch. Uh-huh. It, it's a blast. It's 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 one of those like edge of your seat tension builders uh, that's that's uh, that's going to keep you guessing, even though uh, you may think you know where it's going. Um, and it's a testament to how strong the filmmaking is and how good uh, this director is at creating tension. So I'm also giving it a B plus.
1: Yeah, I, I'm going to give it a B plus two. too. I, and I did forget to mention my favorite scene. There's a uh, a scene that involves a soldering iron mm-hmm. um, and a uh, uh, an extension cord. If you remember that one, mm-hmm. it's I was like, it's such a like what the fuck is happening sort of scene. And then when you see what it is, uh, it, it just plays out so well. I mean, it's just a great direction, um, and it, it's just, it is just really fun, and it is available. Uh, for free on Hulu right now. So, um, yeah, recommended by all... Look, 3B pluses, look at us. (laughs) Uh, All right, let's move on to our next movie, Small Axe Mangrove. On Sunday, the 9th of August in North Kensington, a demonstration took place against the police, which degenerated into totally inexcusable violence. There may be some who believe that they have been the victim of injustice, at the hands of the police. Others who, like parasites, feed on these beliefs and seek to turn them to their own advantage, deliberately
2: creating hate
0: and violence. These defendants are all guilty
1: of a serious criminal offence. This is a film from uh, director Steve McQueen, not the uh, dead actor, but the <laughs> British director Steve McQueen. Uh, directed 12 Years a Slave," uh, of course. Um, this is the um, this is technically a series of film. The first in a series of films uh, that are uh, that that clip had BBC One, but this is uh, in, a, in the United States is released on Amazon. Cody, tell us about "Small Axe "Mangrove," and what you thought of it.
2: Yeah. So, so small acts is like you said, it is a, it's a film series. there. are so there seems to be some sort of uh, debate as to whether it's a mini series or like an anthology the- uh, series or uh, films, but you know all of these movies have been premiering separately at film festivals. At least the first three and they're full length movies. I mean, this is two hours long. It's a full length movie. So it's mm-hmm. basically a collection of five films from Steve McQueen. You mentioned Twelve Years a Slave. Um, my personal favorite of his is uh, Shame with Michael Fassbender. Oh yeah, uh, I forgot
1: about Shame. An incredible movie. Because um, you see Michael Fassbender's wiener. That's why you like. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, that's, I mean, that's cherry on top, but, um, <laughs> but, uh, so, uh, w- this is similar, I think in many ways to something like, uh, like trial of the Chicago seven that we saw earlier yeah. this year, where it is a courtroom drama, um, at its core, um, which is what it's really about. But, but, you know, to, to set this, this, this stage, it is, uh, it is the telling of, um, what they call uh, the mangrove nine, right? Um, who were uh, a group of people who, there was this, um, in, uh, in London, there was uh, a restaurant um, with people from the West Indies who uh, basically, it, it served as a beacon of where um, a lot of uh, black people would go to uh, converse, and it was a cultural center, and it was a restaurant, and, um, and basically it was raided by the police in London um, very often and without cause, and um and ultimately this is something that went to trial in an effort to and, and the results of it really was rooting out systemic racism within the police um in London. And um I you know, I it's uh, as a two hour movie, I think it is a slightly indulgent at times. Mm-hmm. Um I think in particular the first half of the movie. I think once it becomes a courtroom drama, it gets substantially better. Um uh not to say that the first half isn't important to set the stage but um th- th- it feels a little bit repetitive um especially as the same things keep happening over and over again which of course happened but um right. a-, a lot of conversations like about the restaurant and like how the restaurant is meant to be a legit place and not a place where you know they they thought that like you know prostitutes were hanging out and drug deals were happening and stuff like that um so the efforts to legitimize it um but it turns pretty fiery when it gets to the courtroom drama, and um, and I think that's where a lot of the great performances um, uh, start to uh, show themselves. So uh, Letitia Wright, who you may know from uh, Black Panther, um, mm-hmm. gives a really great performance um, as a Black Panther activist. Um, uh, wh- what? I'm sorry, I just thought you
1: were gonna make a joke. No, that's no, no, no. Laughing. She's she's part of the Black Panthers. No, <laughs> I, know, a, I know, I know. Yeah. Uh,
2: uh, and in particular, I, I was really impressed by the performance um, from the lead, um, an actor named uh, Sean Parks, who I wasn't overly familiar with, but was really impressive um, in his role, who plays like the restaurant owner of the Mangrove restaurant. Yeah. Um, who I thought was really great. And uh, and, and so the thing that, that kind of turns it on its head that's different from the courtroom drama is that it's sort of like – especially with the trial of the Chicago seven and it's not all racial in that movie, but also there's, there's always, there's always seems to be like a little bit of white savioring going on in movies like this. And this thing gets to turn it on its head a little bit. And you see the, um, you see the defendants in this case acting as their own counsel. And what they get to do is they get to cross examine the police and, um, and act as their own, um, Act as their own attorneys, essentially, which is essential and integral to um, their ability to create their case. So, um, I think it's a good movie. I was—it's a little on the dry side, I think, in terms of being—you know, there's not a lot of dramatic fireworks that happen. It is pretty straightforward, but I think it's got solid performances, and it's a historical event that I didn't know much, if anything, about. And I walked away—you um, know, it's—it it is super um, relevant to to today's culture. Um, You know, even though it's happening, you know, back in the 60s and in England, um, you know, it's you can't help but, you know, feel the echoes of certain things happening still. So,
1: yeah. Jocelyn, what about you?
0: Yeah, I think um, Steve McQueen is an incredible artist. I I think it's super impressive that this is just one of uh, five. And I'm really excited to see the rest because. Like Cody mentioned, it's a full-length film. It's two hours, and you know the fact that this is just one of many is just kind of astounding. I think, um, but I will say, I did also love the beginning and and, and did think that it became a little repetitive. Um, and then when it got to the courtroom, however, I wasn't super into the courtroom drama either because for me, I kept wondering like the reality of it. Um, Because as you mentioned, they were defending themselves, but they were also, like, there was these outbursts in the courtroom that were just so, you know, like so dramatic. And so um, I just kept asking myself, like, did that really happen? I, I don't, I can't see this happening in a, you know, realistic way. So I don't, I, I want to know more about like, what was the um, reality of of this trial? And was it really like, you know, people were yelling out in the courtroom and and the, the people who were defending themselves were able to do these kind of stunts that they were doing? Because um, they did kind of feel like stunts. Um, but mm-hmm. that's not to say I didn't like it. And, um, I think before the beginning got repetitive, it was really beautiful to show like the restaurant and what it meant to this community, like those scenes where they're following them and, and they're doing the Caribbean music in the streets and drinking and, and having, you know, just a, a nice time. I, they're just like these beautiful moments. Um, and then the last thing I want to say is, uh, just the Pooley character, the, the constable, that's the, um, you know, asshole, basically. He's a yeah. uh, racist jerk. He was a little one-dimensional to me also. It was just kind of easy for him to be just like this racist asshole. I wish there had been a little more depth to that character maybe. Um, but other than that, it's a really beautiful movie. And like I said, I can't wait to see um, the other ones that, that come in this Small Axe series.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna uh, echo both of you. I think that um, it's probably a little too long, Um, and you know the beginning is a little more sort of indulgent, like so much so that it that when it gets to the courtroom part, it feels like another movie started. Um, And and, you know the the comparisons to Trial of the Chicago Seven, I think, are very blatant in my mind right now because they're both essentially uh kind of farcical trials about people inciting riots and that's Mm -hmm. the charge here is inciting a riot um that said the uh, you know the courtroom part is is the better part of the film i think um just dramatically but i think it really suffers uh we kind of lose the narrative of frank critchlow who's the kind of the you know who, who, who sean parks played who is um basically the protagonist of the first half because it turns into more of an ensemble thing when the courtroom starts and his character, um, you know, obviously, his his character doesn't have, he's not one of the people representing himself. Um, he's just the guy that's at the center of, of you know, he opens the, the Mangrove restaurant and owns it and um, is the one that you, you're following for this first half. And I think he kind of gets lost in the second half. Um, that's fair. You know, I, I, I don't, you know, obviously, it's it's based on real life. I, I, of course, I don't know the story as it's British and it happened in the '60s. Um, you know, but it's sadly very similar to the United States in the '60s and and what's happening it, now. Let's fa- yeah, let's say, let's face yeah. it, it's still happening. Um, you know, obviously with different um, um, circumstances, and um, you know, but the story is basically the same: is that you know minorities oppressed by you know, white majorities. Oh well, Jocelyn's gone. Uh, <laughs> I didn't do that. So if uh, she wants to come back, she can. But uh, hey, there she. <laughs> Sorry. I You're like I can't. Wrong. I can't hear this. ticket. this. <laughs> people attacking. Such
0: a serious movie, and I just left. Sorry. Yeah.
1: Um. No. Uh. You know. The. It, the this being West Indian. Um. You know. Jamaican. Um. um people. Um. You know, obviously being the difference there, you know, that's Trinidad, a thing. right? I'm sorry. Yeah. Trinidad. Why did I say Jamaican? I mean, it's the same general I flustered Caribbean you. Caribbean area. But um, anyway, uh, yeah, it, it's it's a really good movie. Um, I again, I do think it's a little indulgent. I think it's a little long. I think it could have been tightened up a little bit more. And I think it we, we could have it could have woven in. um the Critchlow, Frank Critchlow character a little more in the second half, because I think he kind of gets lost in the mix. Yeah. Um, you know, in better performances. Um, and I don't know the actor's name um who played um um the what is his name? Um uh, Declan? Is it Declan or I can't remember the character's name? Darkus? The, Darkus, yeah. Declan. Yeah, that's
2: his name's Malachi Kirby.
1: Dark uh, uh Darkus, who is um one of the 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 defendants representing himself who takes apart the police, uh, the police's uh, the case of the police officers and their testimony, um, you know, who really gets to shine in that part. And, was he uh,
0: in the beginning half of the movie? Because it really mm-hmm. seemed like, I don't no, know. I, yeah, I, yeah everybody was. was. Of, yeah, he was the guy out who was of nowhere. He
2: was the guy who was like delivering the thing on TV when they showed the guy yeah, he talking was, on TV.
1: And he, yeah. Oh, okay. But, um, yeah, uh, you know, he kind of becomes the, the he and Letitia Wright, um, kind of become the focal points of the second half uh, but yeah I, I i think it's it's really good i'm i'm eager to see what else there is i believe there's two more that it have been released so far um elsewhere
2: uh, the two the critics have access to the next two but they're, the other two they're not out yet
1: okay yeah they're releasing remember. once a week Okay. So yeah, this is um, available on Amazon right now. Okay. What grades, uh, Cody?
2: Yeah. So if you want to find it on Amazon, you would just look up small acts and it's, it says season one. I still think they're movies, and um, they're
1: one hundred percent movies. Yeah. <laughs> by the way, and uh,
2: and I um, I look forward to seeing uh, to seeing. I'm looking forward to seeing what's el- what else is in this series, and I hope that we'll probably try to cover the rest of them uh, here. But um, I'm going to give this one a B minus. Um, I think that it is objectively a good movie. I think that it does um, falter a little bit in in some of the drier, more indulgent things. I don't think that it needs to be two hours and nine minutes long or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I and so I, I do think it, it it is a little bit um dragged out, but I still think that it's 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 a solid um piece of work, Jocelyn.
0: Yeah, I just I uh have to give it a little higher just because of um you know what it's able to do and the effort I think that was put into it. Um, so I'm gonna go with a B.
1: Yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna echo that. I think a B, um, you know, th- there there is room for improvement, I think, just to kind of tighten it up. Um, you know, if this were really a TV series, this would have been two episodes, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I still think they're movies. So, um, yeah, this is available uh, right now on Amazon Prime. Uh, it's free. Uh, new installments weekly. I don't know what's, which one is next. I know one was released.
0: Love I, is lovers, love, and- lover's
2: Rock is the next Thank one, you. which is one that I've heard incredible things about. So I'm really yeah. looking forward to that one.
1: All right. Let's move on to our next movie, Collective.
2: <trui> Cum e posibil ca oameni care au ușit de acolo să moară
1: după 12 zile? Deci, practic, ei au ascuns lucrurile astea, da? Dacă nu spunem lucrurilor pe nume,
2: suntem complici. E povestea e atât de încât mi-e teamă că o să pără nebuni. sănătății. La primul lucru pe care trebuie să-l faci ca să câștigi sau să recâștigi încrederea cuiva, este să încetezi Nu ne putem
1: permite treaba asta. să so this is a uh, Romanian documentary um, that that starts as you see with a, a, a nightclub fire that ends up killing um, several dozen people instantly. Uh, well, you know, in the fire itself, and then um, dozens more die uh, after the fact uh, from infections in the hospital system. Um, but it's really a movie about journalism, I think more so than anything. So that's why I'm going to start with Jocelyn. Yay, what did you I'm think s- Tell us about Collective and what you thought of it?
0: I'm so glad you said that because this made me miss journalism so much. Like just the power of journalism and and seeing people who aren't willing to just, you know, take the bullshit that is being fed to them and and having to do something about it especially in a country where that's a super dangerous thing to do. It was really incredible. But um so as you mentioned it starts the, the premise of, of course, or the be- the beginning, as you mentioned, is the club fire. Is this devastating fire that happened in 2015? Um, but that's not even really what the movie's about, because then it becomes more about what happens afterwards, and uh, what's happening in these Romanian hospitals that these journalists uncover. Uh, basically, they start, uh, you know, getting getting evidence that um, the hospitals are diluting uh, sanitization. Uh, you know, liquids and, um, the products that they're putting in these hospitals. So these, you know, dozens of more young people who weren't even very badly burned in the fire are then dying because of these horrible, um, infections. And, um, there's some video that's just like super upsetting. Um, and it's all reality. It, it, this really happened, which is just insane. So these journalists, um, are really holding the politicians, you know, feet to the flames i guess that's a bad pun but they're they're really kind of like holding these politicians responsible for what's Sorry. happening Sorry. Sorry. you didn't should mean probably to say just that.
2: bulldoze right past <laughs> us <laughs> yeah
0: i don't want to make any fire fire uh you know puns but yeah. um so they are really holding these politicians responsible. accountable accountable thank you for the journalism for what happened in-
1: in journalism you hold people accountable
0: thank you Resp- right. oh, yeah sure accountable okay great
1: Account- responsible implies that they had they did it you're right purpose. that they
0: that they did it
1: accountable means you're res- yeah anyway thank go you
0: ahead. jared <laughs> sure. like you're my journalism professor now so <laughs> um so okay so they hold them accountable and then um what was really fascinating i think about this documentary also uh is similar to what i saw in that boys state documentary um where those kids were trying to be politicians in austin uh (laughs) is these like real life characters like there are are villains like people who are villains and they don't even know it in this you know in 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 this world so that first there was a, a minister of health and he's this young handsome guy and um, he's just lying, and he's he's you know basically lying to the faces of these journalists. Um, and then basically, through the course of the movie, this new minister of health comes in, and he's like the hero. And it's so crazy that this is a real life person, and that this really happened. Because you see, and I don't know how much he's doing it for the cameras. I think he's a genuinely you know wants to help type of a person, and he is legitimately just uncovering so much corruption, um, you know, in these Romanian hospitals and and with these Romanian hospital executives. And it's just incredible to watch him basically coming in and cleaning house and saying, like, we're not going to take this anymore. We're not going to stand for this kind of injustice. Then the um, then the documentary kind of takes another turn and it becomes a political kind of uh, narrative. Like it's it, it talks about Um, him, you know, in this election and and him advocating for a certain side that's going to, you know, supposed to help. Um, All leading to an ending that ties it back into the fire. I know it sounds complicated, but they just do a perfect job of kind of like telling this story and making everything kind of fit together. And then tying it all up in a nice little bow at the end. I just I loved it so much. If you can't tell already,
1: <laughs> yeah. Cody, what about you?
2: Yeah, so it, it's funny that that we can somehow bury the lead. That it, it's it is a journalist, but uh, journalistic story. But also the the people doing this expose work for a sports newspaper. Oh
0: yeah, in Romania. You. I'm so glad yeah, you I, said yeah that. I mean
1: it, it's it.
0: It's called it's, the Sports Gazette.
1: Yeah, but they do a lot of um, investigative journalism. Apparently, mm-hmm. um, I'm so glad you mentioned that. Also, that have a looks little so confusing. They're also a little editorial, I think, in some sure. of their headlining. But it yeah. looked a yeah.
0: little sensational. Yeah, for but,
1: sure. But yeah. It, but yeah, but in- when that one guy dies, it's like his wounds are our scars, or so, or his secrets are our wounds. Like, man, it was a. That was pretty editorialized, but anyway, yeah. go ahead, Cody.
2: So, uh, to me, this is it's it's, it's uh, two main stories that are going on, which is one, it's a journalistic movie, and two, it is a, a movie uh, uncovering corruption, um, and especially uh, corruption within the um, within the uh, the medical system. How politicized it's become, how corrupt it's become. You see bribes, you see other types of scandals, you see the obvious one. Um, with, uh, you know, with the cleaning supplies being diluted, leading to infections that cannot be fought. You see, you know, uh, you know, stuff that happens with approval of hospitals and stuff like that. And so, you know, you have kind of two protagonists here, which is the uh, the editor of the newspaper um, and then the new minister of culture that steps in. And I think they're both, you Not know. minister of culture. <laughs> oh, minister. Minis- yeah, the fucking McConaughey <laughs> thing, the minister of health. Minister of
1: health, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Matthew um, McConaughey comes yeah. in
0: out of nowhere. Yeah
2: uh he's like hey
1: man (laughs) just clean your scalpels
0: you gotta get those green lights
1: yeah Yeah, green lights brothers clean them scalpels
2: you know i I think that on the surface as we talk about this movie it's kind of crazy because it doesn't necessarily sound like the most exciting documentary but i was like completely enthralled and riveted by what's happening for a couple of reasons one is i think that this movie is impeccably edited um, there are no, it, it, I should say this when it's involving like the scandal and the journalistic, uh, the journalist stuff and the, um, and the, uh, the minister of health stuff, I don't think there's a wasted frame in the film. I think every single thing on screen is important or it's, you know, shocking or, uh, it's, it's kind of crazy. It's a crazy revelation or it's meaningful, Um, And I think it's really impressive that they were able to kind of cut through um, all of the footage that they must have had and have like this really lean story that keeps you like uh, incredibly entertained uh, the whole way through. The other thing that I really like is that it doesn't have any talking heads. There's no interviews. It's all you're watching everything that happens. And I think that's such an interesting way to do this particular story because as an investigative journalism documentary documentary. A lot of times in these types of documentaries or in political documentaries, you have talking heads telling you about how crazy something is or telling you about how something corrupt is, and, and it's editorializing and its opinions. Here, you're getting the information as the journalists are. Uh, you're seeing things happen. You're seeing behind-the-scenes stuff. So, like, you know, they'll they'll show a press conference of the Minister of Health, and then they'll cut to back— backstage or whatever where they're talking about the corruption that they couldn't divulge to people
1: and i think that's one of the most important things about this movie is that when the new minister of health comes on board all of a sudden the documentary crew is embedded with him also yeah yeah which is unreal yeah in a sense you know that a politician that a political appointee has this documentary crew there as he's trying to root out corruption corruption, you know and and however feebly he struggles at times to do it yeah um And,
2: and it leads to incredible footage i mean and i like that you get to be in the position the audience gets to experience things at the same time as the journalist so you know you get to it allows for like really genuinely shocking moments of details that you find and the details get grim. I mean, there's there's stuff where they show someone in the hospital and, in very bad shape that's, you know, shocking to see and um and then the more they uncover, it's like every layer they keep digging out, it's it's crazier and crazier. And I th- I think it's just an impeccably well-made film. If there's one complaint I have, it does try to weave in a narrative, not a lot, but just a little bit of a couple people, mainly one who was a survivor of the collective fire. I don't think that works very well, um, and, I, and I don't think that they commit enough to it to make it be a, a staggering part of the movie. That being said, I think this is one of the best documentaries of, about investigative journalism that I've ever seen.
1: No I one hundred percent agree with that. Um, I, I do think there are some things like you said the there's a, there's this one woman survivor who does um, kind of an art installation like she's part of an art exhibit um, and you know that's kind of woven intermittently throughout the film and I don't know that it has the impact it it really should have at in the story just because there's so much happening so you know, Romania is um, is is you know it's it's a uh, it's a it's a country. Professor uh, Jared, be be well. I don't want to <laughs> call myself professor, but it is beset by corruption. You know, this is it's a it's a very it's you know it's an Eastern European nation, but it's very Western, so to speak. You know, meaning that it's modernized.
0: It's and new it, to the European Union, I
1: guess. R- sure, but it, it has. Um, you know, it's it's modern, you know, every everything is considered modern, but, um, you know, it has universal health care. Um, so that's a big difference for the United States. Um, and the uh, b- by being part of the European Union and so close, you know, being in Europe and being so close to everything that it has the opportunity for people to go abroad. We just lost Cody. God damn it. Uh, it, it has the opportunity for people to go abroad for health care. Um, and that's one of the things they mentioned quite a bit that, um, people, you know, that this burn unit that was, um, suffering these, uh, these terrible, uh, infection outbreaks because the, uh, the disinfectant they were using was not effective, um, because it was diluted. It was, they were sending people to Vienna, to Austria, which is obviously, you know, a bordering nation that, that is close enough for that to happen. Um, So, you know, the the interesting part of it, I think, is that it's this, you know, it's a it's a it's a developed country with modern healthcare that is infected with corruption, uh, but more along the lines of like mafia style corruption than, um, you know, than the kind of typical everybody's searching for money sort of uh, corruption that you might get in somewhere like the United States. So the the stuff that happens is scarier like uh you know the, there's a there's one major player who ends up dead and no one can really tell if he was if it was an accident or if it was suicide or if he was killed and then toward the end of the film the journalists start to get threatened and i think the biggest factor here um that um you know it's there's a lot there's not there there, there's not a terrible amount of parallels to the united states but then um by the end of the film you have so you have the minister of health the second minister of health um a guy named vlad i don't remember what his last name was um who started as a patient advocate and became the minister of health who's trying to clean up this this fucking mess that the country's in you know people are dying of infections in the hospital that you know had ten percent burns on ten percent of their body, you know things that they should not die from, and um, the election that's looming is um, at the hands. It, it, the election that's looming in late 2016 is um, one that spawns a populist slash nationalist movement. Which hello, <laughs> um, we just finished that one up, and it <laughs> went it went great, everyone. Yeah. It was great, um, no hitches at all. No, hi- yeah. So the um, the idea that that's something that um, kind of, in- for lack of a better word, infected p- other parts of the world too, um, you know, because the, the the and it's confusing because the names get mixed up. But it was the Social Democrat Party um, that came into power in Romania at the end of the film um
2: versus what what was it like the
1: technocrats
2: it sounds like a sweet ass band
1: those are well yeah i mean that's like um <laughs> that's basically um <laughs> that's basically who you want uh represent uh managing a health crisis as a technocrat like someone mm-hmm. who's look man populism yeah. is populism <laughs> is we're
0: not going to get into romanian you know
1: well, but I mean, Political it's a mic. But parties. it is a but it is it is a very big uh, mirror of um. It, it wasn't called the party. wasn't called technocrats, but that's what they were was techno like that's people that that govern based on empirical evidence. There's mm-hmm. good
0: and there's bad, and that's it, Jared. That's all you need to know. <laughs> they were the bad, bad guys. There's
1: patriots. No, 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 no. The well, they were the bad guys to the populists mm-hmm. to the nationalists. <laughs> um, who wanted their hospital certified god damn it and um who cares if people are dying we we need these fucking jobs here in Romania um i don't care what your experts say um so yeah that's a scary I, thing i love the
2: footage by the way of like mm. the the minister of health watching the the mayor oh, on god. tv and just kind of like commenting about it there and then there's that there's god, there's so many great scenes in it i think my favorite scene in the in the movie is a scene where He's talking to the guy who was uh, the the guy who approved that hospital to be
1: certified. Oh yeah, 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 yeah.
2: And 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 basically being like, hey, we're gonna we're gonna roll with this. And the guy's like begging him not. And then yeah, there's that scene where he, the
0: guys yeah. like,
1: we're gonna fuck you up. Like we're gonna yeah. sorry, bro. You, like we're gonna fuck you over. And he's like, please don't, please don't fuck, please don't fuck me up. Like, and then eh, the, he sorry. hangs
2: up, and in the in the minister of health is like, he just pissed his pants or something yeah. like that. It's a great, great, great moment.
1: But um, you know the. <laughs> that it's something that happened four years ago at the tail end of a you know at the as part of a major health crisis and that the the government the the people elected to go with nationalists that that kind of um devalued the opinion of the technocrats i mean it's it's such a micro it's such a mirror to what's happening in the the united states and had it did happen for the last four years that it's almost like oh fuck me man we are <laughs> fucked as a goddamn species but wasn't when that great like this when happens. he was
0: talking to his dad
1: yeah, yeah. no his, i mean
0: his dad was saying like just leave this country like it's never gonna get better you know go back to vienna and the son is yeah, like, no. Yeah. Like, you know, he wants to try to help. From, what, he I under- is, from what I understand. He's from, a what hero.
1: I, from what I understand, um, I don't know that um, I, I don't know what the, the current government is in Romania. I do think they've uh, <laughs> You don't? I I, I, Jared, I I was I You're lit- not
0: listening to my podcast on <laughs> i did
1: i did look it up because i wanted to know because Aww. i got the sense that that I, the, that I got the sense that the social democrats were populists and nationalists mm-hmm. and when i i looked it up i was like a oh, fucking of course they fucking are god fucking damn mm-hmm. these fucking populists ruin everything it's
0: happening all over the world
1: well yeah and and like they, they mention it the minister mentions it in um in one of the scenes, like after he goes to cast his vote, he talks to the media and he's like, well, the way things are going in the world. And you're like, oh, I know what he's talking about. He's <laughs> talking about the United States. Um, anyway, yeah, no, it's a really great movie. And it, I could talk about it for a long, a long time uh, more, a lot longer. That's what I meant to say. Mm-hmm. A long uh, time more? A long time more. Jocelyn, what's your grade?
0: Um, I am. I don't know. I want to I want to give it an A plus, but I, I think I'm just going to go with an A and reserve an A plus for some, you know, like perfection. Something in the yeah, exactly. For something it's, in English, <laughs> yeah, Those <laughs> subtitles were too small. A. <laughs> Co- I'm going
2: Co- with an A. Though. Cody, <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, again, it's it is surprisingly and impressively riveting for something that is a um, you know ostensibly a documentary about Romanian politics and corruption. Uh, and uh, and again, so well edited, so well done. Um, the footage is all fantastic, uh, and I think one of the better, if not the best, documentary of the year.
1: I'm giving it an A minus. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna echo Jocelyn. I give it an A. I mean, this is just really well done. And I mean, you know, it is about Romanian politics, but it's not. You know, that's not to say it's not universal. I mean, it it basically is just in Romanian. You know, mm-hmm. like that's the only real hurdle you have there and there's you know there's a few subtle differences like being in the middle of europe being able to go to like you could be like i'm gonna go to austria and get this surgery so i don't die in this fucking hospital in romania um yeah no really really great and i mean you know as someone who works in journalism it's satisfying to see that there were people that were embracing what they were doing um and then there were people that were hated for what they were doing so (laughs)
2: The integrity. Yeah, yeah the, the fact that the, the scene where they show them chanting the name yeah, of the editor is crazy, Lord, right? Yeah. <laughs> what,
1: what was he? Just, was he the editor? or Was he just a reporter? Oh, he was you know
0: Elon what? Musk, guys. Let's yeah. not. I think he was
1: a reporter. Well, I don't he know. That's a good like question.
0: Him. No, yeah. he was.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's he, a... he may he may have been like a like a editor and chief. He certainly seemed
2: reporter. like an editor. He was delegating and stuff. I think so too. And he but was, I mean,
1: yeah. yeah.
0: Doing the interviews on behalf of the magazine. Which and- is
1: mean, a,
2: cr- a crazy sight to see in there.
1: And I mean, like, there's the dumpy computer dude who, like, tracks down the. I mean, I it's know, just the, the, the guy the who's sure wearing a money. dream theater shirt. Yeah. But it was like a narrative
0: <laughs> film. It felt like, I swear, you couldn't write these characters. I mean, it's,
1: look, it, it, there's there's kind of, um, you know, on the level that, that I work at and that you worked at, Jocelyn, it's not, you know, you're not necessarily
0: bringing down. Breaking,
1: Bringing, yeah, bringing down this an organization. Isn't spotlight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But when you when you can have that kind of process journalism that happens, it is kind of invigorating. And it's invigorating to see in this, you know, when you can be like figuring shit out along the way and thinking of shit that people didn't think of to figure shit out. Um, and
0: they they were responding the things that you were thinking when you were watching. To well, the, yeah, like the I mean, people that, that were bullshitting, you know.
1: But I mean, and then that one, uh, the the woman uh, reporter, I, I she don't, was remember, awesome. I don't remember if they ever said her name. Um,
0: They did. I remember. I can't. He called her a couple times.
1: She's like, the number one thing people are going to ask us is, did Mm -hmm. we test this? Did we test it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, they do. And
2: and, and you see it happen. Like, you actually get to go and see her get the results and stuff. And then they process the results. And then, and then, uh, and like, even the stuff like Mm -hmm. showing the journalists at the press conferences. I mean, it's just all incredibly fascinating.
1: Yeah. No, it's a really great movie. And um, this was. we watched a screener of this. Where is this on VOD, Cody? Do you know?
2: Uh, yeah, I believe so. Um, let me just check real quick here uh, to see if it's available for rent. Uh, I didn't even
1: talk about the the idea that it was. Um, yeah, it looks like it's yeah, on YouTube. Um, at yeah, least on YouTube,
2: and you can rent it on iTunes for five ninety nine. It's money well spent, honestly.
0: No, it's great.
1: It's a great movie, and I mean, I didn't even talk about the comparisons to the the Great White Fire that we were oh, talking yeah. about earlier. But. Yeah, yeah anyway. man,
0: that that's like that's what's so crazy about this movie is the fire isn't even. <laughs> yeah, it's I know the, it's, it's the thing that like,
2: uncovers all of it.
0: I know. Yeah, and yeah. they show the video, and it's just really devastating. And those
1: guys, the the guys in the band, are like, "This is not part of the show." That's and I mean, horrible. Just, it, I mean, it's literally like the Great White thing again. Mm-hmm. uh All right, let's move on to our last movie: Lego Star Wars Holiday Special. All right, people, Chewie's family is on their way. We've got
0: a lot of work and not a lot of time. Guys, look what I
1: found.
2: tip recipe? In the temple on Kordoku, only on life day, but once a year, with a key to the galaxy's past, a Jedi's future
0: becomes clear. So, not a tip recipe.
1: Yeah, what does that mean? I think it means I need to go to Kordoku
2: to help me, you. Us, with your training.
1: Put the book down, Rey. We can figure it all out tomorrow. Even Jedi Masters deserve a day off.
2: Life day is today. I'm afraid I have to go now. Now?
0: (laughs) Chewie's right, you can't leave. I'm sorry, but I'm sure one of you can make the tip-yip.
1: Life day is about family. It's not about the tip-yip. Oh, it's all about the tip-yip.
2: But yeah, family
1: all right this is a uh, an original uh holiday special uh premiering on disney plus um if you don't know uh the star wars holiday special is a uh, kind of notoriously bad holiday special that premiered in 1978 as the first uh new star wars media after the or- original film this film this uh, little special does take some cues from that i'll talk about that later because i'm the one that's that knows this shit but um uh (laughs) cody tell us about uh lego star wars holiday special and what you thought of it
2: yeah so i'm not a big star wars guy as um most people probably know uh and so i don't have a ton to say on this it's a quick you know 45 minute special um and uh and it takes sort of the lego formula that that you know, and I'll get to this a little bit later. That that doesn't seem to be able to be replicated in the right ways. But um, uh, basically, it's 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 a holiday special where they have something called what is it? What day? It's life, life Life Day. day.
1: Um, it's and, a it's a Wookie holiday. Okay. Wookie uh, Chewbacca is a, a Wookiee. Here we go. Yeah. Okay. So we'll cut it
2: off there because we don't want to be here all night. Um, <laughs> uh, so you know, one thing that it does. Um uh well I'll back up and I'll get to that in a minute. Um <laughs> I just want to get to plot first. So basically it involves Rey, um sh- she's trying to teach Finn some Jedi stuff and it's not working and so Rey decides um to go to another place to figure out why and she ends up kind of traveling through all different like Areas and eras of Star Wars, and you get to see Lego Rey interact with you know all of the characters from movies past um, in Lego form, um, and you know it almost felt to me like it, like there were different sections of this written by different writers um, because I think that the 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 beginning storytelling part, especially when you get to the crew, that's part of the uh, this latest
1: trilogy. Um, so, so it is. It is set after the events of the rise of Skywalker. Yeah, yeah. So. And,
2: and and so you know the thing the the um the um the, the stuff with that crew it, it doesn't have any sense of humor about what makes that crew that crew. Like the big thing with Oscar Isaac's character of, of Poe is that like he wants to really eat this tip-yip. <laughs> and like <laughs> that 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 has nothing to say about. About the um about the character or the relationship with Finn and Rey or the uh, uh Finn and Rose for that matter I just felt like that was there was no commentary and no poking fun of the characters which is what you would expect and kind of what you get as you move through it and I think where you can tell that there were some writers having fun are the scenes uh, that get to like Kylo Ren and uh, the Kylo Ren Palpatine and Darth Vader stuff um, which I think is the best part of it and i think the funniest stuff and the stuff where they actually start poking fun at the characters a little bit um because there's there's like a like a a, a, a like a jab where palpatine says something like you'll never see me again or something like that um, um yeah or uh, you've seen the last of me or i'm definitely won't come back i forget what the line is um, <laughs> but i i you know the thing about it is that you know it's trying to replicate what the Lego movie did so well, the first one, which is this like high energy, um, oftentimes uh, baking in like non sequiturs that are funny in um, and, in uh, and, and having this like silliness with like high uh, with like um, highbrow, like
1: smart comedy and, and really playing with the fact that it's Lego.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a great point. Um, Playing with the fact that it is Lego and having a lot of jokes at that expense. And I don't feel like this movie, like you know, like Lego Batman or the second Lego movie, they just can't. They have not been able to recapture it. And I think that it's it's a tired formula at this point where they might need to kind of pack it in and 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 try something else. And and maybe it's because Lord and Miller um, were you know the driving force behind that first movie. But to me, this was kind of. And I, I'm not the target audience, admittedly, um, but I uh, I found this to be pretty, um, pretty lame and interesting.
1: Yeah. Uh, Jocelyn, go ahead.
0: Oh, I thought it was fun. I think, yeah, it's not, you know, the best thing I've ever seen in the in this kind of world, but I I liked that they revisited all these like famous Star Wars scenes and recreated it for the Lego universe. I thought that was so fun. And it also had kind of like a hint of a Christmas Carol type of a thing, like, you know, revisiting these old characters and then um, bringing them along for the ride. And uh, I th- I thought that they were poking fun of it more you know, you had Luke who uh, was like pre-Jedi Luke and then they they met up and, and you get to see the characters meeting each other in the future. And like so it plays with the whole world of like the Star Wars universe and um, the timeline and and and. I think that that was interesting because if you are a fan, you know, then you know all the kind of like dumb inside jokes that they're making and that they're kind of like poking at. I will agree with Cody that the kind of the stuff that was uh, in Ray's universe, like with Poe and them for the life day, it fell a little flat, but that's not to say I didn't enjoy it as like, it's a holiday special and it made me happy. And um (laughs) And I I liked to see, again, these kind of like famous Star Wars scenes, even like they branched off into like the Mandalorian. They did like all the Star Wars universe, seeing it recreated like as a Lego world.
2: They didn't do Rogue One, did they? I don't remember seeing any Rogue One stuff.
1: I don't believe so. I don't remember, though. I don't remember seeing that. All and questions
0: I, are being directed towards Jared.
1: Well, um, so look. Um, yeah, hey, uh, hey. High <laughs> um, So the, uh, like I mentioned, the Lego, the, excuse me, the original Star Wars Holiday Special um, is kind of notoriously bad. Uh, well, not kind of, is notoriously <laughs> bad. Um, there is a very uh, high quality bootleg of it that, has made the rounds, and I've watched multiple times. Um, the interesting part is it's set on the planet Kashik, which is the home of the Wookies, um, and it involves that gets that gets to the point here that the beginning of this special. I mean, it is so clearly fueled by just piles of cocaine (laughs) because the beginning of this film the beginning of this holiday special it's set on Kashyyyk with Chewbacca's family Um, his wife whose name is Mala his dad whose name is uh, Itchy and his son whose name is Lumpy and literally the first like 10 minutes of the movie or the 10 minutes of the show is them talking to each other in the growls with no subtitles. <laughs> um, so and
0: you don't speak it.
1: No, I don't. Oh, um, sorry, it's not Klingon, Jocelyn. I'm surprised. That, um, I'm
0: shocked.
1: I do have a Klingon dictionary around here somewhere. Of course um, you do. Of course it you was do. a birthday gift. Uh, mm. No, uh, the um, so this movie, this f- special, so so the Star Wars holiday special is kind of. Uh, relegated to forgotten like it's not canon so to speak but things from it have been adopted most recently the mandalorian uh in the very first episode uh two things life day is mentioned because that's the holiday life day is mentioned by horatio sands character uh the blue guild fish guy um and then the weapon the mandalorian uses is the same weapon Boba Fett uses, because this is the first the original holiday special is the first appearance of Boba Fett. So anyway, so that's the stuff that got pulled to canon. And then in this special, Chewbacca's family those are the same characters from the original holiday special, but they don't name them. Uh, They do play some of the same sound effects when they are eating. Um, It's (laughs) stupid. It is stupid. There's like a I mean, look this is deep dive shit. So deep cuts. Yeah. I get it. Um, I get it. anyway, B Arthur is in the holiday special, uh, art Carney fucking, um, uh, <laughs> what's his name? Uh, Tim Conway. Uh, I mean, it's a fucking weird thing. Starship plays in it. Like it's, it's a fucking <laughs> weird. I mean, there's a lot of drugs involved in this thing. Um, <laughs> not this in is a Lego
0: movie.
1: Probably not. Okay. Uh, maybe pot. Cause it's legal in California. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that said, I don't know I don't really understand why this is Lego. Because it doesn't really you know, like Cody mentioned, they they have not been able to recapture the formula of the first Lego movie, the thing that made it so enjoyable. And I don't really know that there's any gags related to Lego in here.
2: There might be one I think there's might be one or two, but they're not memorable.
1: Yeah, because I mean the, the the kind the fun of of the original Lego movie she was She takes off her hair oh does she
0: when she gets wet she takes off her oh, hair yeah. oh yeah it,
1: yeah but you know the the kind of thrill of the original lego movie was the idea that that these were just you know and the, the conceit of it was it was a kid playing with it um you know the especially the transition scenes where it was like the ships like flying and like <laughs> um and the water being made of like anyway uh th- this is this is lego it doesn't really feel like anything other than to sell toys um yeah you know it's fun enough. It's fine. Um, it's certainly for fans. And, and like the interesting thing is, I think only two actors t- or three actors, um, yeah, played the original. It's uh, Anthony Daniels is of course C three PO. You've got Kelly Marie Tran um, as Rose Tico, who I think has more to do in this special than <laughs> all of the rise of skywalker and, by the way
2: the the voice actress bless her heart who's doing the ray voice is doing like the most exaggerated version where like it almost sounds like her but by like but like someone trying to do a fake british accent and
1: the the person uh the the voice actor who did poe um is pretty great um he sounded just like oscar isaac um and then uh um, sorry billy billy d williams is like fuck it i'll take a paycheck baby <laughs> um to show up for five seconds um yeah, I mean, it's fine enough. It's certainly not... The Liam Neeson one is a good voice, too. The guy who does... Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Qui-Gon. Yeah. Um, uh, maybe uh, uh, Matthew Wood is, uh, I think, also did that little D.O. droid. The dog mm-hmm. kind of like kicked puppy droid. Anyway. The one um, that looks like a hairdryer? Yeah. Um, I believe he did the original version of that, too. Um, anyway, I, I you know, it's not quite the... Um, subversive um thing i was hoping for and i i I don't know that i really expected it to be but i thought maybe there was still some lego magic left um but even when the second lego movie or the lego movie the second part didn't really live up to it i knew it was kind of dead forever yeah um that said it's fine enough i mean it's 45 minutes it's not gonna blow you away but it's not um it it is it is funny how much they embraced the holiday special now the original holiday special because literally this was released on the same day that that premiered 42 years ago literally on purpose like it was released November 17th which is um, which I incidentally I was uh, exactly a week old when the original um, holiday special premiered so happy Mm. birthday to me i was a week old uh yeah so this is on disney plus so it's it's fine enough i mean it's not gonna not gonna knock your socks off or anything but if my
0: buddy shows up behind me i swear to god jared
1: oh i don't know where i don't know where he went maybe yeah he's i know right,
0: right? <laughs> Shit. like as you were talking i was like wait a second where's my buddy <laughs>
1: Yeah. I, if I could just like put him down, like put him down through the frame. I, like,
0: if he had showed up like behind me, I would have literally <laughs> oh
1: man, jumped out the window. Oh man, that would be so awesome. Yeah, It's a scary uh,
0: movie waiting to happen.
1: Anyway, Cody, what's your grade for the Lego Star Wars Holiday Special? Yeah, there's nothing here for me. I give it a C. <laughs> <laughs> J- Jocelyn.
0: I still liked it, but I'm going to give it a C plus.
1: Yeah. C plus for me too. I wish it were um, a lot more irreverent and fun than it really is. It's really, it's really not the Lego man. They just really ran the Lego stuff into the ground, I think. And it's really kind of sad because that first Lego movie is almost perfect. Yeah. Um, As you can see, I've got the poster behind me. Hold on. I got the. Oh God. Yeah.
0: Use your assistant.
1: (laughs) I'm going to put him in my place now. So he's going hey, to uh, <laughs> so Pulled my headphone cord out.
0: Uh, I that's going to live with that thing.
1: <laughs> yeah. My, my wife is not a fan of that or the multiple clowns that I have. So. I would
0: lock that door every night.
1: She, yeah, she's, there's a somewhere. Speaking of somewhere around here, there's a Lego Ronald McDonald that she fucking hates. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's
0: usually in the shot.
1: Oh, yeah, I think it fell. <laughs> this room is a wreck right now because we're remodeling. But anyway, uh, that's going to be for this week. Next week, Cody, what do we got? Well, I actually have one more thing before we wrap oh, up Oh, yes, week. I'm sorry. Uh, you have a Blu-ray to talk about. Cody. I do. So the fine folks at Sony
2: sent me a Blu-ray of the Broken Hearts Gallery, uh, which is a, a, a romantic comedy that I had seen some friends of mine, uh, some colleagues of ours, um Talk about it as being a pretty good romantic comedy, and and uh, it said that they would be sending some date night surprises inside the box, and so oh, they, goodness. they sent Ooh, la, la. they sent a nail file <laughs> and a candle, oh. uh, which I'll be sending to my Canadian girlfriend probably. Wait, um, wait, a
0: nail, f-
1: <laughs> a nail file. Yeah,
0: it makes no sense.
1: No, I get it. What? Think about it. You don't want you don't want a hangnail what anyway just it's di- it's a dirty joke okay look <laughs> you don't want to hang nail you don't want to hang nail around the old uh yeah. wedding tackle if you know what I mean Jesus okay <laughs> all right well I mean that's literally you said it was a date night thing so
2: yeah to what, do your uh, fucking wait. nails not to not get scraped up during a hand job what are you talking about man
0: <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> <laughs> what, what's a candle for then Ambiance um, <laughs> while you're while you're filing your fucking nails. Yeah,
0: what's, what's the candle for in your situation, Jared?
2: <laughs> yeah, hot wax pouring. <laughs> yeah. You fucking sicko. I, no, I mean, just, <laughs> I mean,
1: setting the mood.
2: Yeah. Anyway, so broken like hearts filing, gallery. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure they're gonna love this review. Um, <laughs> so it's a romantic hey, comedy. They sent
1: you a date night pack, Cody. Yeah.
2: Uh, starring uh, Geraldine Vis- Viswanathan, uh, who you may know from Blockers, um, and uh, and she was really great in that. And uh, it's got like a, a a premise where you know you know those like hipstery like no like this doesn't follow real life at all premises where like she's an assistant art gallery uh, manager and <laughs> and she gets broken up with, and so she thinks she's getting into an Uber, but it's really this guy who uh is like stopped at a stoplight or something and he happens to be a guy who is <laughs> renovating a boutique hotel in new york city uh you Wasn't know that
1: the plot line of antebellum like isn't that how she got captured an antebellum was getting <gasps> into the, the yeah car, yeah, yeah, you're, yeah yeah
2: yeah um but but instead it's a it's a hunky guy uh driving the car
1: Decker montgomery mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm.
2: uh and uh and so basically um they bond together over uh she in, in, in his ho-
0: nail file already in his sorry in his, <laughs> sorry.
2: In his <laughs> 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 yeah well jared you you do that um <laughs> So um,
1: freshly manicured, baby. <laughs> um,
2: so, and so, so basically, she's going to assist him in renovating the hotel, and and she is turning her the hotel into like a gallery space called the Broken Hearts Gallery, where people bring their mementos of exes and uh, try to like leave them behind by giving up you know, the things that connect them to their exes. And then you know what happens, you know, they fall in love and it's, you know, it's, it's a very typical romantic comedy, but it is, um, something that feels modern. Um, and I think that it's, um, it's, it's pretty well done. You know, it's, 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 it's got the right amount of like, um, kind of clever humor um mixed in with um you know I think when you're watching a romantic comedy you want it to hit certain beats and I think it certainly does that um but uh yeah I, I would give it a B minus if I was reviewing it so I think it's uh, if you're a fan of romantic comedies I think it's uh, it's a really it's a pretty solid one and um probably one of the better ones I've seen this year so it's it's worth watching
1: now you can review it you can say you give it a yeah, B minus I give it a B minus okay well there pretty you go. decent yeah all right, uh, that's going to do it for this week for 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 real this time. Cody, what's coming out next week?
2: Uh, so I have all of next week off, so I'm going to watch five movies. I don't know what you guys are going to do, but
1: uh, oh, you've got you're not working at all like Monday or Tuesday no, or Wednesday
2: no. or Thursday or Friday. Um, well,
1: neither am I. Thursday or Friday. Yeah.
2: Um. So we've got uh, Hillbilly Elegy, the Ron Howard movie. Nice. Uh, that uh, is I've not, heard some things about.
1: <laughs> not uh, being well-received.
0: Really? I heard the book is good, but...
2: Yeah. So we'll see. Uh, there's the Christmas Hulu movie or holiday uh, Hulu movie with uh, Mackenzie Davis and Kristen Stewart called Happiest Season um, that's uh, coming out. Uh, we also have an Amazon movie called Uncle Frank um, that is supposed to be really great. Uh, we also have the next in the Small Axe series, which is Lovers Rock, and then finally we have an HBO documentary called The Mystery of DB Cooper,
1: Ooh, mm. which
2: I've always been kind of fascinated by as a story. So,
1: do do, do either of you ever watch Mad Men? Uh huh. Do you remember like the rumors that would go around that Don Draper was would DB Cooper? D. Cooper? Yeah. yeah. In reality, he just made a Coke commercial. <laughs> it was stupid.
0: He didn't just make a Coke commercial.
1: He made the Coke commercial. Yeah.
0: He like invented advertising kind of.
1: Yeah. That was a dumb ending of the show. Anyway.
0: I've... Oh, great. We're going to have to talk about this offline.
1: Yeah. Um, if you want to reach us, you can email us a podcast at CineSnob.net. You can find us on Twitter at CineSnob. Facebook CineSnob.net. Uh, you can listen to our other podcasts, ReMCU, uh, rewatching the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Also, uh, Quarren Stream. New episodes sitting on Cody's hard drive. Um, in the Dropbox that link that I sent him a month ago. So, uh, someday it'll happen. I can't tell if you're frozen. Oh, he would freeze. <laughs> Bye Cody. Cody's gone. God damn it. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Cody's got some podcasts, the Ramble Ramble radio, <laughs> something yay
0: know. let's talk about how to pronounce cashew while he's gone yeah uh
1: how do you pronounce it? <laughs> jocelyn how's the baby
0: wonderful he's gonna be two months soon and, goodness
1: gracious and
0: you're um, gonna get a christmas card ooh. Yay! a holiday card
1: oh yeah you better you better say merry christmas in, no in my america no i'm um, a big
0: happy holidays person
1: i don't mind my <laughs> wife is um you know, uh, we haven't gotten. Oh, good lord.
2: <laughs> Shut up.
1: <laughs> what was that? There's another I, software? Yeah, I had to fiddle
2: through the. Um, oh, Jesus I'm Christ. Oh, uh, Jocelyn's all blurry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> don't try to take the, yeah. you
1: know, the She's
0: attention the, away from you. Anyway,
1: I'm um, crystal clear. What else? What do you got, Cody? The Ramble? Oh, look at. Mm, <laughs> prepping. Uh,
2: oh. Uh, we have a Ramble uh, uh, Ramble Radio on Tuesdays and Fridays. Um, regular ram- uh, Ramble on Wednesdays, and then Thursday's Good Willow Hunting, which the next two movies are um, are we did this week. Uh, GI Joe, which I didn't get to finish um, because of issues. The animated movie. The animated movie. I only watched about thirty minutes, and then we have RoboCop next week.
1: Wait, you hadn't seen RoboCop? Mm-mm. Son of a bitch! <laughs> I mean, I, I look. I like the GI Joe movie because it's just something I grew up with. But RoboCop's a genuinely good movie. Mm. Yeah. No, you're wrong. <laughs> I mean it's it's brutally violent. Anyway, whatever. Um, Jocelyn, what about you down there, out of focus?
0: I um, know. I don't know what happened. So you're
1: sending Christmas cards out with the, with the babies' picture
0: with everyone's with the dogs. Oh, everyone.
1: So, uh, does um, your it. does your baby do anything funny yet?
0: Yes, <laughs> uh, he, has, he has a solid
2: five minutes of stand up. That's
1: pretty good. <laughs> or is he just like?
0: Yeah, pretty much. That's kind of so, like what, what they do.
1: I have a question. Okay. You know how um,
0: I'm, I'm nervous. <laughs> no, it's not. It's it's not.
1: It's not bad. It's just a cultural question. Like you know <laughs> how. Um, uh, like in, fr- in other languages, like they say like different like onomatopoeia words.
0: Right. We've talked about this before. Yeah.
1: Is there like a roosters go like cuckoo or whatever. <laughs> but uh, is there another like a baby cry? Is that a different like onomatopoeia word in um, in French?
0: I don't know. I'm going to have to ask that. But, you know, dad is Papa.
1: And well, no, so my that.
0: mom keeps calling my dad papa and i'm like no that's oh that's yeah. a good one did your
1: you, so is this your parents first grandchild
0: no my sister has four so okay they
1: so, so well what what equipped. are their did they pick their grandparent names <laughs>
0: my mom just told me today because she's hispanic and walita is or abuelita is you know the mexican grandmother so she wants to be called wella or welly <laughs> Or something like that and i, I mean she that's doesn't watch hip. this so we can make fun of her but <laughs> i was like okay
1: so well so so they picked their names she did but just now
0: mm, yeah i mean he doesn't talk yet so i no, think I, they have I, some time
1: I, I know but like <laughs> but the other kids have to be old enough to talk right
0: oh yeah but they have different names
1: that's weird see my parents <laughs> my parents uh when my sister my one my one of my sisters had her baby, her well, her daughter, who's twelve now. They picked their names, yeah, um, and then that was it. Yeah, so that's like across the board what they're going to be. So
0: no, it's different, and it changes every week.
1: By the way, is um, are you going to have uh, your son call uh, your husband Papa? Like all super European,
0: right? No, that's like that's just what it is. Like, no, I
1: know, but we're in the United States of America. <laughs> well Hmm.
0: but i mean he's the dad
1: i remember uh yeah
0: or at least we think so
1: (laughs) hey now just kidding
0: nail (laughs) file anyway
1: uh uh anything else before we go no no we've covered covered it all (laughs) (laughs) jocelyn's implied uh all kinds of horrible things and, and the so have you of
0: mad men, <laughs> the ending of mad men is one of the best i think that most shows can I, it's impossible to end one of those shows and i think mad men is like top five top 10 at least so just oh no putting no, that out no, no, no. there no anyway
1: all right all right on agree that note disagree. i'm jared kingery i'm cody viafanya and i'm jocelyn durand Thank you for listening to the Cine Snob podcast. To read reviews, interviews and more, visit cinesnob.net. See you next week.